there, folks, and welcome back to yet another episode of Murray Music. Your favorite. <laughs> Owen, why are you laughing? <laughs> you paused Owen, for such Owen, a long time. Owen, 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 you come over here. You, yeah. you, 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 bring, you bring the tennis and bagels boys over with you to the Murray Museum's HQ and you just start laughing during my intro. It's just disappointing from you. Owen. Let, let, me, let me start again, Owen, Owen if you behave yourself. All right, all right. All right, okay. Straight face. Welcome to yet another episode of Murray Musings, your favourite Andy Murray podcast, probably because the only Andy Murray podcast available currently. As far as we know, have we done have we done our research, uh, uh, Peter, Claire? We, We've done we, our we research. Um, yes, have we, have we checked this can be dispensed from our intro from uh-huh. uh, Google did not forth. pull up any results. No, no yeah. other results for Andy Murray podcast other than Murray Musings, right? This is good. This is this is good news for us. It means that we have monopoly. We are the we are the Jeff Be- Bezos of Murray, yes. of Andy Murray content. We are uh, we are the Elon Musk's of the. Uh, the, the I wouldn't say Elon Musk. Let, let's not get <laughs> recalled. Let's not compare ourselves to all the terrible. <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to say is, we're currently the only Andy Murray podcast available. Um, if you if you're an Andy Murray fan and you don't like us we do apologize you have no other option than to listen to us and if you're andy um, murray for listening thanks um yeah. so yeah, just, yeah this, thanks, this thanks for being you andy be thanks for being you thank you andy for for listening and putting up with us um so yeah we have we have of course our regular co-host we have myself i'm scott if you haven't listened to murray musings before we have claire how are you doing claire are you doing well I'm all right, yeah. I'm not too yeah, bad. Thank you for asking. And uh, Peter, you okay? You okay? How are you doing, Peter? Doing pretty good. Pretty you good. Right, you're you're, you're leaving. You're late, leaving. So that's fine. I, I was I was on time today. I was on time today. I was on, on time, time basically. I basically clocked in, bang on the door. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, four, four minutes. Four, four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. But you know what? Like. Owen, Owen, you're the you're, you're the guest here, so like you know, like you could have pitched up whenever, and we uh-huh. can really blame me because you're the guest here at my music. So, um, so as 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 Owen has already kind of made his presence felt through, you know, rather rudely laughing at my intro. <laughs> um, we, do, we, do, we do have we do have the uh, the tennis and bagels podcast boys over over for this for this episode of my music. So yeah, you have you have Owen. Owen, how are you doing? You doing? Well? I'm doing well, thanks. You're okay. You're gonna have holding the girls. You're gonna have to hold in your girls today. Like, it's, we all know it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, that's not gonna do, be taking place. Vanch, how are you doing? You doing well, Vanch? Um, I'm doing good. <laughs> it's gonna, Van, it's gonna Van, be a better of an afternoon. So, <laughs> Vanch, Vanch currently has an expression on his face that suggests like he might be regretting his choice to turn up for this episode. Of <laughs> like, oh, no, um, no. All right. Well, okay. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. You might check out halfway through, but uh, on, somebody who will check out halfway through is is Andre. Andre, you doing okay? You're you're feeling okay, Andre? Tell us tell us how you're feeling. I am feeling like I took a third dose of the vaccine. Oh no! <laughs> you know what? You know what? Respect though for turning up. Like, yeah. Yes. yeah. And everyone get your booster shots. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, everybody do that. Everybody do that. 100%. And, and Jokovic can take your first dose right now. <laughs> Oh, what was that, Andre? I didn't hear oh, that. Andre, and, and Djokovic should one. be taking his first dose at this point. <laughs> right now that he wants to win the French Open. And that sound you all heard? That sound you all heard? With Pabby G and Yolita tuning out. Of, 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 uh, Pabby, come all. back to me. Come back. Oh, my God. Listen, I mean, if people listen, want to we see... Need to be, guys, we need to be nice to Pabby, okay? Because <laughs> Pabby's going to get me a Wimbledon ticket. So, come on. <laughs> show Pabby some love. 
I'm going. I am going to wear. I've got my no bandy T-shirt all ready to go to the printers, and I've been yeah. wearing it all day at Wimbledon. Yeah, all day. Right. and it, it it says no bandy on it as well. Right. Yeah. So, so we have to be. We have to, well. We have to be polite. Exactly. So like, Pavi. Well, then, uh, <laughs> long live Pavi and uh, no the fam king or whatever. <laughs> Right, guys, we're um we're, we're trying to keep we're trying to keep things streamlined today. Andre's leaving halfway through because he's got prior commitments. Unbelievable. Going for coffee with Paddy. We should also say we've been on for almost an hour already. Almost an hour already. Paddy sounds like a nice idea for a for a podcast, by the way. Paddy, if you're listening, just start that one. Coffee with Paddy. Of coffee with Paddy. Oh my gosh. Jeez, please. Well, this is this is already off to great start. Um yeah, we're trying we're trying to keep streamlined today. Andre's leaving halfway through. Peter's got to go to Dallas. He's heading to the Dallas tournament, so um that's exciting for him. Um, but yeah, let's let's let let's try. We're only really gonna we're gonna cover three topics today. Well, let, let's try and keep them short and sweet. Well, we'll start with the most recent and the most um, the most sad, I guess. It's quite sad, isn't it? It's it's really sad actually. <laughs> like it's literally just happened in the last few hours. Um, Juan Martín del Potro, um, Argentinian tennis player, who I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to us will know, um, has announced his. Uh, it, it, I mean, like, it's it, he's done a bit of an Andy here. He's done a little bit of an Andy here and said, you know, it certainly looks like he's going to retire, right, in the next few weeks, really. Yeah, see, Del Potro has actually used the word retire as well, which Andy oh, didn't actually, yeah, so he did use the word yeah. retire. Um, yeah. So he's currently preparing for a clay court tournament in um, Buenos Aires, I do believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with a real tournament to follow. Is that correct? I think it is. Um, and... Yeah, I think I think depending on how they go, and I don't think they're going to go that well. I don't think he thinks they're going to go that well. Um, I think they, he's going to kind of call it quits after those two events. Um, what were our thoughts, guys? Like, I was sad. <laughs> I'm sad about it. I'm, I'm not Where emotionally ready for it yet. It's just I'm I'm devastated. Like I I absolutely love Del Potro. Always have done, and it's just I feel like. The tennis world owes him so much better than what he's got. Like yep. he's just he's 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 like such a nice guy as well. Mm. And I'm just I'm so devastated for him. I really wish that he'd had better luck and things had gone his way. And I always had this like you know back in like um, in like 2009. I remember I was in Australia at the time, but and and hardly anyone that I ran around with in Australia was into tennis so I would just like shout about it to anyone who would listen and Mm. in 2009 when the US Open started I told everyone that would listen to me that Del Potro was going to win it and they were all like we don't know who this guy is so and and we don't care so you know and I was like I'm I'm telling you I'm telling you Del Potro's going to win and he did and after that I was like I knew I am the oracle (laughs) <laughs> and this is what this is what I envision is going to happen for the next 10 years so I had this I had it all laid out in my head what was going to happen in the next 10 years we're going to have the big five and it was going to be Del Porto, Andy, Rafa, Novak and Roger and between the five of them they were just going to move around right. the top five mm-hmm. for 10 years for like 10 years and share all the slams between them that was how I saw it happening and yeah. obviously I'm not the oracle because it didn't happen. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really gutted on what 
we as tennis fans have missed out on yeah. over yep. the years and as what he's missed out on because he would have gone on and done so much more. It's yeah. just really, it's really upsetting. Yeah. Peter? So um, one of my good friends, it's Lindsay. Um, I believe uh, her name is spelled E-E-Y on Twitter. Um, she's a great, great person. Um, and she's a Dominic team uh, uh, stan. Um, she uh, tweeted out uh, just recently about how she loved and missed like the match of Dominic Team and Delpo of 2017. Um, and I was like, yeah, that was like one of Delpo's last greatest matches that he's yeah. done. And it sucks that I didn't really get a chance to watch him in Cincy. I, I saw, I think, one or two matches of his um and I was just too busy like watching other matches and I was like oh I'll see him again like it'll be fine it just I, I I wrote on Twitter that I was just like kind of selfishly thinking hey you know since he's going to come back he's going to Indian Wells and hopefully he'll be in Cincy this year but no that's not the case I mean it just sucks yeah i'll just say that without yeah. cursing it yeah was. that's that's very well said i think um i mean it was kind of interesting for me because i i mean in 2009 when he peaked i was nowhere near tennis and then kind of same when he had his resurgence in 2012 2013 and then um when i watched him play well in 2017 and 2018 i was usually rooting against him because he played federer like five times in that period um I remember I was really mad at him when he stopped the Federer Nadal match at the U.S. Open. Um, yes, I was yes, mad at him yes. again when he uh, when he wow. saved the three match points against Federer at Indian Wells, which was amazing. Um, yes, the, that was an incredible match for him. That was actually his his only Masters one thousand, which he very yeah. much deserved and a lot more. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't really surprised by this because I was kind of like, you know, he's had so many injuries. Um, mm -hmm. I think many people would have called it quits long ago. And even on some level, it's like, why is he still trying to come back? Like, and it's not a slight at him, but I was like, what can he possibly gain? Like he'll come back, probably play well for a bit. And then another part of his body will like betray him. Um, yeah. And so I was earlier today, I was playing tennis for like the first time in a year. Um, and I wasn't thinking about Del Potro, but then I got like pushed out to my forehand side. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to hit one of these like cross court bombs on the run. And, and I thought the words like Delpo-esque. So anyway, I tried this <laughs> shot and, and it actually, and it actually works. Like it was, um, I think the other guy got a racket on it, but he couldn't get it back. And then we, we stopped playing and I went to check my phone and I saw Del Potro was retiring. Um, yeah. And, he, or like, that was the tweet I saw. And even though like, I haven't been thinking about him in a while um, and I wasn't really surprised. And even when he was playing and I was watching, I was never really rooting for him. Like I, I felt like panic um, when I saw that tweet. Um, and so I think that kind of sums up like what he means for tennis. Like I think he, he helps the sport a lot. Like even yeah. if you didn't really root for him, I think like he's done things that will live on in people's memories forever. Like he's won these matches and hit these forehands that are not gonna be forgotten for a really long time. So I, I will miss him, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. just so, it's, it's just such a gut-wrenching story because obviously he's just, 
he's so well liked and he's just he's so like infectious you know you really want you really want to see a guy like that do well and he's only 33 years old and yeah. he's come back you know i mean like three full years of his career have been just marred and robbed by injuries like right after he won the us open in 2010 he didn't play the whole year then he had a resurgence again Kim comes back has a really good 2012 to 2013 misses the next two seasons and then what impressed me what impressed me so much is when he came back in 2016 and he was ranked outside of the world's top 1000 he then had to completely rechange his game and retool it and just sort of just rely on a backhand slice i mean he had i remember it yeah like and and he just for two years he played with a backhand slice and yet even then he managed to win indian wells he managed to get to the u.s open final reach career high of number three in the world and that injury that he had on his knee like when he fell down I think it was in Shanghai in 2018. And then I didn't really think much of it. I was like, oh no, he'll get back up. This will he'll start getting back. And, you know, maybe this is just a minor setback. And then, and then he did come back the following year. And then again, same thing sort of happened. He had sort of recovered and spent four or five months in rehab. And then he fell down against Shevobolov in Queens. And I still didn't think much of it at the time. And we haven't seen him since then. It's been a really long drawn out three years so it's just yeah. it's just really really sad to see it like you know i'm hoping especially with the andy andy murray parallels that you mentioned yeah. from the beginning clear like you know hopefully he just has one of those one last uh moments again like he gets a tribute on court like from all of his fellow players and then he, he says you know what actually i have one last option and i just can please can let's let me dream you know can can you have a resurfacing type surgery again and come back imagine imagine andy's on the phone to him right now and like right one one here's what we're gonna do why i'm gonna i'm gonna refer you right one i'm gonna refer you to my doctor and we're gonna sort you out you're gonna be back to number one right can you imagine very good i just get I was actually there the year that he won Dean Wells in 2018. I actually watched him practice and I'm so lucky. I I got to see him practice like just one time and just hit those Thor forehands over and over and over and just drill that shot. It was just a joy to behold that in person. And this is when he was like sort of, I guess, at his second peak. And so Mm -hmm. I could really see just how, how tantalizingly hard he was hitting them. And then afterwards, he spent a good like 45 minutes just signing autographs and just shaking people's hand, hugging people, meeting them. And it was just, it was such a good time. I remember I just walked up to him and I was just like, this is, I, I, this was just surreal. Like, this is actually Juan Martin Del Porto. This is actually the gentle giant. And then I, I remember, I think he just, like, I, I didn't have my phone with me. Otherwise, like, I would have so taken a selfie and videos mm-hmm. and, and stuff. But like, I yeah. just gave him, I just gave him like a notebook. And then I was just like, here, like, just, you know, sign this. And then he's just like, just, he's like, hola, amigo. And he started talking and this is deep voice. And I was just like, oh. Voice <laughs> is amazing. Like a little kitty cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, Thankfully, I've seen it. And I was like, good day for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. And then, and then, and yeah. then ends up winning it. And it was just. In, in, so 2000, in 2009, I, it was my first year in Montreal, like when, we, when I moved. And I didn't go to his match. I went to an Andy Murray match against, I think, Joe Fritz Sanga, which was really good. But I didn't catch, didn't catch that semifinal, which I think was later in the day. Um, that time, Del Potro was actually suffering from a shoulder injury. I remember that clearly because he was he was on serve. He's like in pain, just like doing this with his arm. And I think he took a set like 6-1 off of Andy Murray. It was, if it wasn't for the injury, he would have had that tournament like almost entirely surely because he was playing such a massive game at the time. 
Like, of course, Andy fought extremely well and, like, deserved that title. But I think Del Potro suffered. That was, like, when he finally started, like, coming, like, the first injury. He ended up going back and actually winning the U.S. Open, which is marvelous. But, like, he didn't play. Um, oh, no, he actually he did play 2009 finals, he, losing to Davidenko. Strange, but I guess Davidenko is a hard hitter, too. But, uh, yeah, and... It was, I guess, I was like on the same line of thought, like Claire. Like, I thought he was definitely going to be one of the big guys. And looking back on his career right now, of what he's done and what he's achieved, I think it, he is actually nothing short, like in talent, of like Djokovic and Nadal and Federer, even because what he's done with the amount of times that he stepped on the court, like, is pretty ridiculous. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's insane, like, that he's able to win. With that one year that he did like super well on the tour, he won the US Open and then he came back once and then I won Indian Wells. And then he reached a couple of finals. Like if you were if you were healthy for more years and just like would, those are just like regular losses that you, you suffer. I think that Potro would have like at least like some like maybe 10 or 11 Grand Slams probably. He would have stolen oh, wow. a couple from... Uh, from from Djokovic and Nadal, I I feel like it, he would have done that because I I definitely agree with that. I think yeah. he would have had, especially on clay. I don't yeah. think I I don't think um, Rafa would be sitting with like what is he? How many Roland Garros titles has he got? Thirteen or fourteen? Yeah, I don't think he'd have that many because I think Del Porto mm. would have taken at least. Three it would have been them. yeah yeah, and we never really know. We will never know. But it's just I just think like just looking at it, it's like man, I. Definitely feel like this would have been a player that would have gone down to history as like one of the greats. Now he's going down to history probably as one of the, one of the greats, but like for other reasons, just like yeah, he's a great person and everybody on tour likes him. And uh, yeah, and I remember also during the U.S. Open, one thing that I kind of I kind of disliked it like in the U.S. Open, he he wanted to like say a couple words in Spanish, and the guys like at the U.S. Open they didn't want to let him <laughs> because it was like. Can you can you wrap it up? Can you wrap it up? It was like yes, I just want to say it. thanks, and yeah, I was like, just I let the guy say his stuff for his peers. Like you know, people have been like cheering him on like for an entire time. Just just be mindful. Like it's a massive achievement for for Argentina. I don't know for 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 him. It's, I, I was like, he wasn't bothering me at all. It's like, dude, just let him say like a couple words in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. so he was so polite too. It was like it didn't even seem like. His voice is like completely opposite of his forehand. Just like he was like, can, can I have, can I, can I say a couple words in Spanish, please? <laughs> it was like this. It was, like, it was yeah. so funny, and it's like, just let him say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think than all and, of- and on that note, I actually have to like leave right now. Oh, probably no. be back. Andre. But yeah, Andre, hopefully we'll still be going when you get back. You're not retiring, oh, right? Yeah. Bye, I'm not. I'm not retiring from the podcast game. Okay, yeah. Andre. Bye, Andre. Bye, Andre. I might be back. If not, okay. well, <laughs> thank you. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> All right. See ya. Yeah. Voices. Andre probably has the closest voice too. One more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> South American <laughs> blood. South American blood. <laughs> okay. Bye. bye okay. Bye. We're bye. still going. Um, so I do want to say just one other match about uh, Delpo. I don't yeah. know how much we want to dwell on this retirement uh, issue, but I mean, the Rio Olympics. Oh. Oh, gold medal match amazing. that was just that was the amazing match. Yeah. outstanding the from match. both andy and delpo yeah. yep that was just, I, I, I and the hugs that he's always given oh, 
Hmm. That that Andy Del Pohong at the at the end of that match was like that's going to live rent free in my mind forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Like, surely everyone wants a Del Pohong. Yeah, yeah my big tour. Yeah. The Murray 2016 you know, Olympics and love, then the one against the doll. Love Adil Pohong. Yeah. 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 I mean, he he almost beat Djokovic, Nadal, and Murray to win a tournament. Which would be would have um, been insane. It would have been has, insane. Has has anyone ever done that before? I should know. I can tell you. I can tell I, you. I don't I, 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 I can't believe so. Federer in 2010 at the ATP finals. Wait, say that again? Last person. All ah, right, but Federer, I mean, Bavanch, that is, you know. Anyone like, that's not Federer. Okay, like, a non-victory player? No, probably not. No. Okay, okay. Like, he has um, the most wins against the uh, number one, like, of anybody who's okay. not been number one. So it's, yeah, yeah with 10, yeah. it's like, it's amazing. The, the I think thing is, I always feel as well, like, see any player, any player that's playing Andy, I get really like, oh, I hate this person. Uh-huh. I hate them. Yep. Even if it's someone I like, apart right. from him. Yeah, even Pope, if it's someone just, that I like, like Novak, I, I just I agree with you, Claire. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm like, I, okay, Peter, okay. okay. But in the moment, in the moment, I hate that player's guts. Like, I hate them so much. Yeah. But with Delpo, I can't, I can't be like that. I've yeah. never been like that. Even yeah. when he beat him at, even when he beat him at Davis Cup, I was just like, yeah, I can't hate you for this because that was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. F- five yeah. hours, seven minutes. I think um, I think my favorite Del Potro memory, even though I only learned about this in retrospect, is um, is kind of how he like learned to beat Federer in two thousand nine because they played at the Australian Open that year, and Federer beat him six three six zero six zero, and I learned oh. that from watching this compilation of like Federer demolitions, and the YouTuber put in like a little blurb before each of them, like describing what happened. And this one, it was just the definition of a tennis lesson. Um, and so, so it was like as one-sided as it gets, but then they played at the French Open and Del Potro took him to five sets and then he beat him in the US Open final and then he beat him again at the ATP finals. Um, and it's just, and like after that Australian Open match where he won three games in three sets, like it's amazing to me how he figured out a way to win those matches. Um, he's probably yeah. the only one who like has beaten Federer from the forehand side. Like, because Federer would go to his forehand and he would get burned. And I don't know if anyone else has been able to do that, like Del Potro has. Yeah, and when Federer was at his peak. I think, um, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I think I think Peter's right, like, in sense, like, we don't, don't know how, how much we want to keep chatting about this. Because, I mean, I think, I think in our hearts of hearts, we, we're all still hoping for a miracle, right? In terms of Del Potro. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, like, uh, you know, it's an Andy Murray podcast. Like it's, you know, um, so this is why I really want to kind of allude to this. Cause I think like immediately what I thought of was when I saw that uh, Del Potro was announcing his, you know, his retirement was what um, I'd, I'd, I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I think I've mentioned it on Twitter before. Is that fact that like when Andy announced, you know, it was done uh, at that famous press conference at the Australian Open uh, a few years ago, like uh, he was, he was he, looking as though Andy was, Andy was done. Like so many people were sending their well wishes and like kind of you know happy retirements. Hope you have a, you hope you have a good one, Andy. And uh, Del Potro, I think, as far as I know, like was still one of the only players to like tweet out and say, "Don't stop, Andy. Like don't stop, keep going. Like keep going, Andy." Um, and that is that for me was like, like huge. Like that was like wow. Yeah. Like you know, this is somebody who actually like you know. I was gonna actually listen to what Andy was saying, like even more than like his fans, because like I think a lot, like I don't know about Peter and Claire, like massive fans of Andy. For me, I think 
it was definitely a huge part of me that was that believed that he was kind of and he was done at that point like I was like okay this is not looking great like he kind of looks like he may be but then you know for one of Andy's peers to come along and be like you're not done yet like <laughs> and like to tweet that out tweet support like that um I don't know I think uh I I like I'm, I'm hoping for a miracle of some variety for one Martin de Porto I mainly because I, you know I think he's somebody who would hope for a miracle for someone else and I think you know that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a huge thing uh, for me um so that's we're sending our love said. Yeah. You know, we're sending our love yeah. to Juan Martin del Potro I'm sure sure he's going to be listening again like I'm sure he's going to be listening we make this joke every time we talk about it Flair sure he's listening to this episode uh, yeah. especially this period of his uh, period of his career uh, period of his life these next few weeks could be a really you know Sure, he's sitting down to listen to this episode of my memes. And um, also, Juan, if you are listening, you want to come on and have a chat with us. We'd love to have yeah, you. We certainly would. We You'll certainly have would. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last, one last thing. I, I don't. I just tried to make it light. My apologies. Oh, no, um, yeah. Chloe Cooper Jones, one of my favorite writers. Uh, she's yeah. coming out with a book called Easy Beauty soon. Um, but anyway, she wrote one of the best articles on Del Potro that I've yes. ever read in GQ um, quite a few years ago now, of course, when he was um, coming back from injury. And it was just great how it showed that he was the gentle giant of tennis. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you've got to read it. So I uh, just retweeted it. So go ahead and. Go, get go. on my feed and and uh just go check that. out peter's time i got 84 yeah. So, yeah. keep him over 2000 <laughs> follow followers. me if you want i'm almost <laughs> at 2000 uh followers but, <laughs> love, yeah. i love how we're going for this nice wee you know memoria you know for Dal post career peers like, yeah. i'll plug myself quickly <laughs> yeah, just, like, i mean that's how i roll i'm a little <laughs> If you feel sad about Delpo, go follow Peter. You'll, you'll yeah, that's that's the one. That's yeah. that, that's that's what that's what's the, uh, what what we should. Uh, that's a message we're sending. Um, yeah. I'm so, definitely retweeting this right now. So, oh, well, there you go. Vanch is on it. Vanch is on it. Vanch is uh, <laughs> live live on the live on podcast. Um, right. So, uh, we, we we will undoubtedly talk about Delpo Delpo more in the next couple of episodes of My Amazing Dad. No doubt about it. And we'll uh, yeah be be chatting about him a fair bit. Um, but shall we shall we move on? Shall we move on? And we'll talk. You know, we did a we did a mid um, Australian Open episode of Murray Musings like midway through the Australian Open. Uh, unfortunately, it was <laughs> a wrap up of Andy's matches with the Australian yeah. Open um, because that was it for Andy um, at that point. Uh, <laughs> he was out of the event. Um, so pretty awful. Um, so, but then, you know what? That's why we have the tennis bagels boys here because you know we would be on this episode and we'd be like, oh, the rest of the Australian Open was a bit, oh, it's fine, but Andy wasn't there. Uh, Andy wasn't there. We have Owen and Vance here to be like, you know, was what? it a second the week? The Australian Open was worth it. It was, was it a second week of the Australian Open? <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, I think, I think it was. I heard something about a, a final that was pretty good. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know, that, I know that the women played a second week. Uh, the men, the men, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, um, as far as I was concerned, it ended like on the Thursday. Really, <laughs> on like, uh, Taro yeah. Daniel won the tournament, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Somebody get on off this him. podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. He, he breadsticked 
yeah, Nick Sinner in the next round. So I thought, what that was about impressive. Right? Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so, yes, no. I, I, I actually, you know what? I'll, I'll say it. Like, I did watch a fair bit of the tennis after Andy went out. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure Peter and Claire did as well. Um, I, uh, I mean, shall we, like, we, like, what, like, what stood out in the second week? I mean, obviously the final, right? The men's final, I guess. Like, shall we, shall we, shall we, shall we, yeah. shall we talk about that? Um, tennis matches go on for a long time <laughs> that's what i yeah. took away from what was it match. five hours and 40 24 minutes it felt like yeah. 41 i'm sorry i just flip it, it around it felt like seven hours it, it yeah. i mean long. this was um i, I took a nap yeah <laughs> I just second second longest long. match rafa has ever played longest one he's ever yeah. came out on top of which is crazy yeah. so crazy. i i was like um I had put, I actually forgot that I'd done this. When I was doing my bracket, I must have been feeling really like heart overhead. And mm. I predicted uh, Medvedev, Rafa final, and that Rafa was going to win. But then from there on out, I was like, no, Medvedev's going to win this. Like, it's, it's mm. easily going to be Medvedev. And so I forgot that I'd volunteered to be a marshal at um, Junior Park <laughs> on the Sunday yeah. morning. You can watch the start of it, right? So I was like, what do you miss? What do you miss? Like, I'm gonna miss like at least half the match because but I'll be out for about an hour and a half. So by the time I get back, it's probably going to be almost over because Medvedev is probably going to do this in three. And um, I'm not saying that I changed things, but <laughs> oh. I didn't see the first two sets. And I came back in and I switched on my TV just as the second set tie break was being wrapped up. And then all of a sudden, Rafa started winning. And my heart predicted that Rafa was going to win. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm not saying that I made Rafa win. Yeah, you know, right. if but I could have I, something I similar happen next time and Andy I plays, that'd made be great. Rafa win. I think you're right, Claire, because again, as you were saying, you were an oracle about Delpo. I was telling mm-hmm. Owen this uh, before Scott got on the pod. Um, I did not see the first two sets because I, I was just too tired. And so I got up, basically, I think it was, um, I think the third game or so of the third set. And I'm like, this is going five. And I think Ralph is going to win this. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. I took a nap again. I was like, this is going long. Like, he, he's going to come back. And of course, I uh, was nice and uh, refreshed and uh, took a power nap and got up for the fifth set. And so it was, it was great. It was great. Yep. I, I have a screenshot of me sending a message into our DMs. And I said, I think it said something like, so Rafa said, we're doing this in five. Yep. <laughs> um, can I, can I, can I just take a moment? Can I just take a moment here, actually? Like, cause I haven't actually bragged about the fact that who who said that? I I call I I did call it multiple times. Oh, and you remember this? You know what? We, we got it. into it on Twitter because I, I thought Rafa you were crazy. Was favorite for the match. I said Rafa was favorite for the match. I said Rafa was going to do. It. I said experience of winning yeah. twenty major titles would get him over the line. Yeah. And and what happened? His experience of winning oh, twenty. Major look titles at this, right? Scott Scott makes one good prediction in his life about Emma Raducanu winning the U.S. Open, <laughs> and now. Everything he touches turns to gold. What can I say? I mean, what, <laughs> no, like you, you, you three just, are I, oracles. Seriously, I just wanted to, on, 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 again. I, like, I, I just want to make clear. Like, I, what my point was that that Nadal's twenty major experience would get him over the line to win. That's why I said in that tweet to you. And yeah. let's be honest, 
it was. Like, that's well, what got more well, no, no, I, I, I want to say, like, I, I couldn't agree right. more. Like, 5'4", 30, 30 love in the fifth. He, he steps up there, tw- 20 majors of experience, you know, forehand long, double fall. Yeah. Uh, Medvedev hits a winner and another unforced error. Uh, yeah. f- five all, you know. Um, <laughs> 20 majors of experience. Medvedev made him do that. No, I'm yeah, uh-huh. um, I think, no, you, you were right. And I, I thought Medvedev was going to win. And I'm, I'm always going to remember this match because in the last few minutes, I was crying. Um, which I've never done during a tennis match. And I, I genuinely don't think, like, I think Owen, it would have been over. In, Owen, yeah. is that because you realized that Federer's never going to get 21? <laughs> yes, th- that, was, that was the moment that I realized. No, but um, <laughs> I, I think if Medvedev had won in three, I would have been completely fine. But it was at the end when, like, when he lost it from 5-4-30 off, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he's had so many moments like this at the Australian Open, and he this would been. be worse than all of them. So would, yeah, so when he served for it again at 6-5, and then he won, like, kind of a long rally to start the game, I was just like, I started crying because I was like, please, man, like, p- please win this because I don't think I can take it for you if you, like, lose <laughs> from this yeah. position in an Australian yeah. Open final again. Um, yeah. And like I had never really had a feeling like that during a match, so I'll I'll always remember this one for that. It was it was wild. Yeah, wild. You're generally yeah, this is really one tournament. This is like the one major where like all the casuals, you know, when uh, before, <laughs> when especially when Djokovic was deported and all of that, you know, they were like, oh well, now Rafa's gonna get to 21. And here we are in the tennis world. Oh, we think we know it all, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah. I thought like, I knew it all. No, 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 and I thought Medvedev, Medvedev was going to the final. Like, and, you know, there's all these young sorry. guys, and like they're gonna, they're, they're you know, Rafa on a hard court. <laughs> you know, this is not Roland Garros. This is not it's like so anymore. Like, like what so are we doing true. now? And the fact that he actually does it, and now my dad like comes up to me every day and she's like, Yeah, you see, I told you. We need to get your dad on the podcast. <laughs> we need to get your dad. It's so, so true, though. Like, as soon as when Jawfish gets the board, all the kind of, you know, fair weather followers of tennis are just like, Oh, really? The dolls probably gonna win it, are they? But like, no, there's so much. They look more like geniuses, the yeah, and now game. they're all like, See, see, told you <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah. Okay, name so name true. another tennis player he could have played. Uh, well, uh, mm, uh, I don't know, Federer. No, <laughs> no, so accurate. So, so accurate. I, I'm That's so, so the locals. That- yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I still can't believe that like several of you saw it coming because I like there were points when I thought he could win I did not completely believe he would win until he got to match point at 40 11 yeah that's game. fair like yeah. until then I thought it could go either way like yeah no that's fair that's fair I um I, I just like <laughs> I'm a Djokovic fan, all right? People might know I'm a Novak fan. I'm a Novak <laughs> fan. Like, I... I am shocked. I am a Novak fan. Shocked, I, like, I tell you. I like my boy Novak. He's an idiot, but I like my boy Novak. Um, but, I, yeah, like, I couldn't, I couldn't feel overly sad about this because I, 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 I do think, uh, uh, you know... <laughs> I do think Novak's probably going to end with the most majors. Just, and I'm trying to be neutral on this, and I think I am being, and I think I like, I do think Djokovic probably will. I feel, I just feel like Novak probably has more time in the game to get more majors. I just think his body's probably slightly in better shape. All that magic war, what can we do? You know, you know how it be. Um, so I, I think, think 
his body is not in the best shape because he doesn't have a vaccine yet. That's right. Well, of course, yeah, that's right. Well, who knows? Who, who knows what's going to happen? From what uh, I've obviously, heard, obviously, the entire thing is like Novak isn't like like the entire thing is that Novak like the the, the person holding Novak back in the moment is Novak from you know right. getting to 21, 22, whatever. But I, I mean, I, I, I do kind of think he will get it. But like, I, I, I agree just, with you. I do I think totally that Nadal. Agree, yeah. I do, and I think I tweeted something out about it at the time. But I do think that Nadal, like, kind of like, it's, it's nice for Nadal to finally get the lead in this. Like, it, it would have been almost like, like, like devastatingly poetic if you know Nadal was chasing Federer all these years, pulls level with Federer, and just as he pulls level. Like Jokovic got just Jokovic comes out from line eight, just shooting <laughs> yeah. past. Just whizzing by as they're both tied. There would have been something just slightly depressing about that. It's so. like that. Um, oh God, where where was this race where it was like two women were coming up to the finish line together and they started yeah. celebrating as they were about and to then a third one the just line, and then the third one just goes flying past them. Yeah. She's like, that would have been that would have been nowhere. I, I, I actually so, thought that would have been like the best possible narrative for Nadal almost because like he's we always think of him as one of the greatest but like I've I've never thought of him as the greatest like he's always mm-hmm. been so defined by like his fighting and his chasing and so like you were saying I think it would have been like devastatingly poetic if like he never did get that win but I thought like yeah. for him it would make sense I th- um I, I do I do also think that it will be very very nice almost like if it ends up that like Federer, you know, had the lead, then Nadal has the lead, and then Djokovic has a lead. Like that would be quite, be I cool. think that would be quite that'll be quite cool if that does happen. Like it'll be quite a kind of, you know, it, it shows it, it kind of just shows the passage of time in tennis. Like that if that happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, if, it's if quite crazy to think that like Rafa could we could go into Wimbledon with Rafa on 22. Mm-hmm. Yes, we could, yes. yes. He probably we? will. People yeah. are saying he's going to win the calendar slam. <laughs> like, <laughs> when I heard that, I was yeah. like, now, nah, now. Nah. Y'all are just yeah. Um, yeah, calm down. <laughs> but, but, but it is crazy, and I think I kind of disagree maybe that Novak is definitely going to end with the most because I'm like, now, if Nadal can hold up physically like he just did, I feel like the finish line is now shrouded in mystery again, and he can win however many Roland Garros is until some other part of his body blows out. Like, I think he will get to 22. Um, and that's another significant deficit. So we'll, mm. we'll see. I don't know. I think, um, I mean, I still think Novak has the better resume. If I think Nadal could very feasibly win the Grand Slam race. Yeah, I think so too. It's just like, yeah. I'm interested to see like what happens next for Novak. I mean, I don't know like if everyone has seen some of the clips from the interview that he did with the Serbian mm-hmm. Prime Minister. What a glow up he's had. Since he left Australia, I mean, a vaccine can do wonders for you. He's he's gained, he's he's gained like five kilos. You know, he's looking fresh. He's I don't know if he's had a bit of Botox because all those little wrinkles (laughs) around his eyes that he gained and detention seem to have just disappeared. He was looking fantastic. I'm like, well, if that's what magic water does to you, know, that personal chef can do wonders for you. What we're saying, what we're saying is in Murray Muses HQ for the past week, Claire has been thirsting over at Nova Jokovic's pictures. So have you? You were the one who said the picture. <laughs> Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna, wow. I'm not gonna lie. Man was looking pretty good. <laughs> Man was looking pretty good in those photos. Jokovic looked good in suit. I mean, let's let's. Anyways, anyways, uh, now I've got to twenty-one. Uh, being Medvedev uh, in five. 
Medvedev, he'll be fine, right? He's going to be fine from this. Although yeah. there was a little bit of a something in regards to the press conference afterwards. What did we all think of that? Like, so I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't actually watch it. I've still not seen the clip. I've, I've read the the transcript, and yeah, I like, I feel sorry for him. Like if he genuinely feels like people are totally against him and they were booing him and they're making him feel disillusioned with the game, like that's not what you want to hear. Yeah, you know, like no yeah. one should feel that way. Um, and actually, like, okay, Medvedev plays the pantomime villain role quite well because I think that's how he enjoyed it at the beginning. Like, it was a bit fun for him. But I don't know if pe- have people taking it a bit too far with the booing of him. And mm, yeah, it's just bad. like you know, of, of of all the the kind of younger guys, like I think he's. He seems like the nicest of the lot of them. Like, um, I mean, it's, it's slim pickings, so like it wouldn't be hard. But <laughs> I was about to say the nicest, but yes, you're right, slim pickings. Um, you know, and I just, I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to feel that bad. way. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like, I think the crowd definitely did take it too far because there's a clip of someone yelling at him like, "Go back to Russia." Um, yeah, that's, that's which, awful. Which is completely unacceptable, and I think like from that alone like it all his quotes make sense um yeah so i, I hope agree. he like, gets to play was, nicer crowds the crowd yeah. was just so bad they were the awful like they were yeah awful. they were awful and, like these awful are people this year. Who, like, like I, I i kind of understand like these were people who were like stuck in lockdown for two years and they were just like like they were just ready to explode when they came out here like it just felt like like every round you know they were like suing and they were like that know, was like, so annoying the mm-hmm. So, so from one standpoint, like, like I do get it for meant for that. Like it's it, it must see be the hard. way that they, the like, the way that they wear, right? It makes you wonder. God, like imagine Djokovic had been allowed to play. Oh my! How would they have been? No. I, yeah. I I didn't think they, they were so ho- now, like, they were I'm, so hostile. Anyway, I, I'm imagine what they would have been like if he'd been that, there. Yeah, it, it kind of made me rethink a narrative a little bit about like you know how they say like Djokovic like he thrives in those um, atmospheres where the crowd is like against him. He sort of relishes that. And he becomes like this really, like he has to be really defiant in a way. And it's, it's kind of like, it makes me think like, I don't think he relishes it. You know, it's more like he, he has to do it to win. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he has to use it as fuel to win. But I don't think that's a pleasant experience for anybody to go through. Like they much the rather way. would have would have the crowd like fully just completely on their side. Like in a, in a yeah. way, you know, it's like. Well, sure. I mean, remember his reaction. I know we're kind of like, we're going off on a tangent here, but remember his reaction at the US Open? I was just about like, to when say. He just, you know when he when he he sat there in tears because it was like one of the the very few times that they people were actually actively cheering for him. Yep, and, and he didn't know how to, to handle win. it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. It, it'll it'll be quite interesting to see where kind of Medvedev kind of um, goes from here because obviously he said in that kind of conference that he was yeah um, yeah he was going to kind of play for himself now or kind of. Uh, you know, uh, like really kind of focus on the tournaments that he wants to focus on, where he knows that he will get some support and things like that. So, like, yeah. even if it means missing majors potentially, which which would be huge yeah. for who is yeah. who's so close. I, to I, think, oh, I would like back. to say to Daniel if he's listening, because obviously he is. I will support you at your next tour unless you're playing Andy. Of course, I yeah. will support you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Fuck, if, the, uh, fuck the haters, Daniil. I'll support you. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. Yes. <laughs> if anyone remembers the exact quotes from uh, the um, uh, presser, but 
when he said something to the effect of the kid in me that dream died and he didn't know like he could do it like at 30 or so I I just it was it was to be honest depressing I do also think a lot of those like like sort of in the heat of the moment like just digesting the whole loss Mm-hmm. you know oh, and just, yeah it's just, yeah at some point what i will just say is like just a little something about him is i i wish he just treated the umpires with a little bit more respect you know and exactly just didn't, didn't condone them you know the way he the way he sort of does like go at them in this personal way mm-hmm. as long mm-hmm. as he just everything else for me i just don't have a problem with it's just you know the yeah the, the semi-final was really yeah, difficult to watch. that was yeah. just yeah. I, although um i i will say about his press conference i think I don't really feel like it was a heat of the moment thing because I was thinking about the loss. Like it was, it was a bad loss, like purely mm. in tennis terms. Like he was, yeah. it was up two sets, and this was not like the TT. I'm close to break. Yeah, this was not like the French Open final last year because that was the first time TT Pass had ever gotten to a major final. Um, mm-hmm. He was feeling the pressure. Medvedev's been there before. He's won one, and this was against Nadal, who, by all rights, was like physically undercooked. So he he didn't just lose he lost in a way that everyone expected him to win um yeah and yet he didn't seem that bothered by it in press he said like they were like what do you think you could have done better and he was like tennis wise you know a couple moments but that's life like nadal played well and i was yeah. expecting him to be devastated by that but the narrative was that the kid in him died and so i think if that completely like blocked out the tennis pain like i think there's a big deal um yeah so maybe Maybe it was a recency mm. thing to an extent, but I don't know. I think I think this seems big to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It's yeah. It's going to be interesting, kind of that that where where they where both men kind of go now because like now Nadal's back. You're like wow, like you know, like what walking walking Nadal go on to do now that we're heading, you know, obviously the clay season and things like that. So, um, and then with Medvedev, you're like. <laughs> The clay season. It's not your friend, so we'll. This was not a good move. This was not good for the next gen movement at all. Like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Djokovic is not playing. You give Nadal ten years in a final like that, mm-hmm. and you know, Shapovalov had him stranded like in the fifth set. Like yeah. all the momentum mm-hmm. on his side. Like even Berrettini had him stranded for a bit. Like I think the, right. those two at times were just shambolic him. against him. It was, it was bad. Yeah. 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 Um, it was bad, and then yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, so that yeah, I mean that's a that that was a men's final. Um, uh, the the women's final. What did we What did we all think? Awesome. Um, you know, I, I loved it. It was amazing, amazing. I don't, I don't think like come on, like I don't think anyone really couldn't have a smile on their face at the result, right? Like realistically, like Ash. So happy. Like, like amazing, amazing. It was just. And and fair play to to Collins as well, um, for for making a match of it because I thought that Barty was going to run over, <laughs> like which she. I just, know, it was just I just thought it was it was so outstanding how like that second set where Collins was literally up five one, mm-hmm. and then it's almost as if Ash was like, no, I don't want to play a third set. Yeah. So we're just going to finish this now, mm-hmm. and it just. Mm-hmm. It was Came so impressive. Because I was fully expecting she would just let that side go a six one and then just start mm-hmm. fresh in the third mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. but like but like she actually like changed her game after that. Like I, I actually yeah. felt like she raised her she raised her game so much and started hitting those inside and forehands that were like yeah. reminded you of like Federer from two thousand four, like just you know 
like running back and then just waiting that little extra second and then just like yes. the line. it was like rushing through it yeah like like, mm-hmm. like collins really made her uncomfortable because like she mm-hmm. could handle the slice in a way that like none of the other six opponents that she had before could and it was all yeah. about like if you can handle her slice and you can like approach to her backhand and you can you can expose that side of hers a little bit that, yeah. and she was the only one that was able to do that the whole time yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. Great. so good. Yeah, flawless. yeah. I mean, I mean, I thought Collins played well as well, and I agree with everything you said, Vance. Like, she found some tactical footholds that like no one else could find, and the scary thing is like it was still straight sets. I yeah. mean, yeah, Bordy, Bordy is just so much better than so many people. Um, right, and that, and and I loved as well how um throughout the match, Bordy was super muted, like you know, small fist pumps, and then when she won the championship yeah. like howling at the heavens um, it was and, cool. she, and then she but, said later like that's not me you know that's not yeah, really what, yeah. what i normally do but I, I, cool. I loved it i loved the energy so cool so cool like it, it was like the emotional release like she'd been like holding in for the entire tournament and just uh, yeah you know it's, I, it's the most business-like of her three majors right like just mm, all the way through mm. like the pressure just never got to her like you, yeah, she was just yeah. ready this time yeah yeah it, it felt almost like um i mean to use another federer comparison where he just kind of goes to a tournament and you you feel like you know if he doesn't win it's going to be a huge disappointment for him um yeah. and then he just shows up like beats everyone in straight sets and then yeah um and it felt like barney did that i mean she was just yeah amazing yeah yeah, very, very it's just like how complete her game is too it's not just the slice and the forehand like the serve how do you read that thing god it's like yeah amazing yeah and she can and she can do it across all surfaces as well yeah yeah just, like, i think she's definitely going to keep on adding things like count mm-hmm. like yeah i really definitely think like even the venus venus williams like seven majors and like hennon like i think she mm-hmm. can that's definitely reachable for her if she's playing like oh definitely time, yeah. oh yeah and you know she's going to have great clear results she's going to be good on grass she's going to be like I, even us open I, I i hope she can win it you know mm-hmm. and complete the mm-hmm. full set yeah Just, the the outrageous thing about Ash Barty, the absolute outrageous thing about the success that she's had, like, yeah, is that like <laughs> she took like what like two years out of the game like, to play cricket, like, yeah, in the fucking in the fucking middle of her career, like, like what yeah. in the yeah. world, like she's she's that girl though, she's that girl you went to school with who was just like the really sporty one who could literally just do any sport, right. All, like, all, all the lads loved her because she was so sporty. Like, oh, we'll get hard to the team. She's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, Ash Barty. Yeah, that's crazy. Is because awesome. like, she Do left anything. the game and she had, like, she was actually suffering from, like, some mental health issues, you know, like some yeah. kind of depression or some kind of just anxiety, like performing in the stage. And she just took her time, just went away, reset, like you said, played cricket and just, like, was really damn good at it, too. Like, not just yeah. playing, yeah. Like, she was, like, she was winning, right? like, in cricket. Yeah. And I'm, golf, I'm and, absolutely certain that, like, Ash could wake up tomorrow morning and be like, mm, I think when we start playing darts, yeah. I should just absolutely <laughs> smash it. You know what I mean? Like she she smashed the darts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, suppose she starts playing golf and uh, when her career is over. Oh yeah. Yeah. She can yeah. Play golf. yeah. yeah. And really an, Andy Mario Caddy for her. I can imagine her face like as she concentrates, like trying to throw a dart. Um I can yeah, but yeah, I, I could see her doing anything. Um yeah. and I mean I, I think we mentioned this on another podcast and we must have been the only people who mentioned it um, because we posted this on Twitter for like the first time, but 
this photo of this her photo. When, when she was yeah. a kid. Um, <laughs> playing, playing, playing tennis with a trophy. Guys, of course, you had to, you know, tag me and then, you know. Bunch of unearthed this photo <laughs> from, from the depths of the internet. Um, and yes, did the, the dark web you guys got it from, right? Like, you have to, like, really delve deep into to find this, this picture. Like, but it, it's... It's actually, it's actually so, so interesting that like the Hilero's smile, the like she doesn't open like the, doesn't like yeah. really show her teeth. It is the exact same. Like same, even, same smile, even, even if I have seen that photo a thousand times, I still look at it. Like I, there was a couple of photos that we were using for like at work, like for just to like put up in place for her. And sometimes I just had to double check that it wasn't a diff, uh, that it wasn't the same photo. Cause I was like, it's the same smile, like the same like little like, Hack bracket collab, exactly yeah. the same thing. So it was actually just like when I saw her, like the, her, the reaction after her winning, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so oh, I, I didn't I even think a... she was capable of doing that. <laughs> um, I just had a thought that made me really sad, which is that this photo could get made into an NFT by someone. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, oh, my God. Gosh. Which would be the worst thing to happen Jeez. ever. I don't think she would allow it. No, I think she would make it into an NFT. Please no. Get some money off of that. Stan and Rafa to the the depths of NFT hell. The only thing, the only thing the NFT would stand for if someone approached Ash Barty about that would be no fuck that. You know, you know what's the worst part about Nadal's post? He was like, "I'm gonna get closer to you in a way that I've never done before." Close to whom? It's gonna cost. It's gonna cost like a thousand dollars, like yeah. starting price. You're gonna get closer to Jeff Bezos. Like that's, right. that's the only person I'm gonna get closer yeah. to. Yeah. Rafa um, doesn't even know what an NFT is. I mean, I don't know what an NFT so, is. Rafa I don't even know he knows that, Instagram Live. That was Benito. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Nadal doesn't even know the password for his Twitter account. Like seriously. One hundred percent. No way does Amano know what. It's, a, it's, a, it's all Benito. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I just need to stop following tennis players on Twitter because I see Stan. And his profile picture right is he a is monkey in a suit with a rainbow hat on. Like when yeah. you look up Stan Wawrinka, his banner photo is like his tattoo, and his profile picture is a monkey. Yeah, like, I don't what, get that. What is going on with this? NFTs? I, I don't. I don't like it. Um, I, I hate it. If it's we can, terrible. like, just erase the whole entire conversation about NFTs, because yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, I, I need yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Y'all are fine. Just makes me like. Uh, yeah. I was about to say yeah, bored, like, and I'm like, like, no, no, I don't. Mean what that. is that? Like, we just hate it so much. Um, so let's go back to the tennis. Um, Sounds good. Yes. Peter, Claire, 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 Claire has found the photo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you still got it, Claire? Like, let's let's. This is going to be really good for an audio medium. Yeah. yeah. Can you actually see this, Peter? You got, you got to get it's closer awesome. to the camera yeah, so that it. Yeah. Peter, how does this make you feel, Peter? It, oh, it just, you got the, you got the um, but what I want to say this? about Danielle Collins, if you <laughs> right, Daniel have the floor right, for yeah, a second, so. with yes, the trophy Danielle. ceremony and everything, mm. like her speech was so good, and mm. what she's been through with endometriosis and everything, like she was just like, thank you for believing in me, like to her team, and like I saw her voice cracking and everything, and I was just like that like is just it was class from her like mm -hmm. and I hope that she has a pretty good career after this she's top 10 now 
So, yeah. yeah. How old is she? She's like 25. Like 28. Oh, yeah. She's 28. 28, yeah. So it's like, mm. it's been a long time. Like she's, yeah. Yeah. she's been knocking on the door. Like it's, yeah. I mean, a little bit of like on the other um, spectrum of this, but like the that little clip that you posted on, on Twitter, like over saying like, if even if I'm not the best, I still try to convince myself that I'm the best. I think yeah. it's just so funny. Like I He's watched so it like great. at least like 10 times in a row. I was like laughing every time. This is amazing. Exactly. That, is that the one where she's like <laughs> cackling at the yes, end of the it? Yes, the cackle. Yes. Evil laugh. Yeah. So it's so great. good. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I that, you know how everyone always talks about her commands and her uh, fist pumps and all of that. She wasn't doing that in the final. Like mm-hmm. She did it very, no. very slightly when she against uh, Barty. Yeah. It was yeah. much more reserved. Yeah, it was one of the most composed first major final performances I'd ever seen, like both yeah. tactically and emotionally. Um, I was really impressed with her. And I think uh, I think she deserved better than the scoreline as well. Pretty much the worst yeah. opponent she got. Yeah, yeah. even on <laughs> the first set, she had a break point and Ash Barty just erased with a line licking like inside and forehead. It was... Yeah, just amazing. Like Vinch was saying, and I definitely agree, like Danielle, like she tried her best. And when it, I think it was three all in the first where she was just crouching down for the slices. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a match. And I was worried for Ash. I was worried. And I talked with uh, Courtney Nguyen, 40 Deuce tweets on uh, Twitter, the WTA insider. Um, in Indian Wells last year and I was like can Ash do it like if she does it for Australia that would just be an amazing story and so when Danielle started coming with a backhand I'm like is Danielle gonna win this (laughs) is Ash just not gonna like win this in her home slam but she did it yeah yeah. I I literally said that to 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 the guys in our in our podcast like the other time I was like I was legitimate. Like when I saw the Collins, like wasn't the final. I was like, I'm actually worried. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, that, yeah. I I could I could legit like wake up tomorrow morning and see that Danielle Collins like has lifted the trophy and not Ash Barty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was scared. I, I will say, I will say, like as much as I would have been gutted for Ash Barty to to not win, I I I do think I would have forgiven. Danielle oh yeah. Oh yeah. If oh, yeah. she lifted the trophy above her head. And well just deserved. That Cruella de Vil laugh, like, <laughs> like that is a stupid. That is a stuff of super villain. Super villain life, Not the Cruella de Vil. Laugh. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, that, that crowd would have deserved it. They were not as bad to her as they were to Medvedev, no, they but they were bad to her as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, but, but remember, they weren't actually there for Barty. They were there for Kyrgios and Kokonakis. Oh God, oh, they God. were there for the big. Well, talk. you know what? That does that does that does lead us on, to be honest, to like. <laughs> how yeah. do we live in a world we live in a world guys like we live in a world we live in a society right that nick curios is a grand slam but we also live in a society isn't here anymore Vansh left the chat andre's back by the way guys in case like yeah. in case you wondered who like andre let andre, andre's out back with us Vansh is now back with us too yeah. um Vansh, we're talking about about nick curios winning uh oh. like, a major title. A grand slam. I, like, I actually cannot believe that, to be honest. <laughs> like, what in the world? Although, to be honest, you know, they beat the number one season in the first round. At that point, we should have been like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. It, it could happen. happen. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. Just, I don't know how it, I honestly don't them, know how I feel about it. I don't know watching how feel them about. play, watching them play together, it's mesmerizing because like they, they they're an amazing, they actually are an amazing doubles team. Yeah, they're fine. But they've they've yeah. they've also got like they've got like no form or no technique as doubles yeah. players. They've they're, yeah. they're both of them are just like standing on the baseline, just being yeah. like, yeah, okay, well, come at it's us. Like, come on, boys, come at us. Yeah. It's like when I was watching um Felix and Chapo in the ATP Cup because like you could see that it, they were not like doubles players they were just like blasting first serves like perfectly and doing like ex- extremely good like volleys and it was like the entire time like the comments were like this is not a shot that you do in doubles but they just made it work because it was perfect like if it was anything yeah. but perfect it was not gonna work but they're just yeah. gonna get burned but it's like it, they got saved by the by the first serves and that's probably what happened like to Kyrgios and Kalkinakis as well like yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I mean, just yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 thought, I, 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 I just yeah. Does anyone else <laughs> think it's kind of crazy that like, like okay, Barty won, Nadal won, Kyrgios won. These are all like popular champions, like in Australia, and like mm. we haven't heard anything from Craig Tiley, like nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, true. Craig, Craig Tiley's keeping his job because uh, did, did you see Rafa go over and hug him? Yeah, uh, the first, I mean, yeah. Was, first thing he did after he... he he got singled out and thanked by I think all four um, of the singles finalists. Yeah, yeah. well, the thing is, like, Rafa um, Craig Tiley's basically like, I delivered an Australian singles champ, yeah. I delivered Australian doubles champ, and we made history with Rafa getting 21. So <laughs> I honestly, dare you to say Loki, respect. As much as much as I think you should call it a day. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean on um, uh, on Curios, I did want to say, um, like yes, he's very talented and he's box office and he made a good team with Kokonakis, but he's an I, asshole. Yeah, exactly. I didn't really like how <laughs> everyone kind of conveniently forgot that. His ex-girlfriend Kiara posted all these yeah. screenshots of him Very saying Very horrendous things. Um, like, right. you know, I mean, and I think the fact that like he had splashy shots and everything, everyone just sort of chose to focus on that instead of reconciling that with the fact that, I, like Claire said, he is an asshole. Um, yeah. And I feel like it kind of resembles this Vera situation in like the worst way, where people are just choosing to ignore it. Um, <laughs> And I mean, I'm not. I don't want to equate the two situations, but I, oh. I feel like that is not a good path forward. Um, and I, I think it's so interesting too because it doesn't seem like any players, like male or female, like care about it in a sense. Like you see, like so many women like to say, like if I could play mixed doubles with him, would you play? It's like curious. Like Venus Williams played with curious, like I think at Wimbledon, right? And it's like I'm not sure if it was before or after, but like everybody on tour it seems to you know get along very well with curios it's just like it seems like his private persona is well aside from the whole girlfriend fiasco he's a pretty good dude <laughs> but he just yeah. chose to become like a very controversial public figure mm-hmm. and i'm not entirely sure what's the phenomenon yeah. like what's the reason behind this like and even yeah. the girlfriend thing like of course we don't know the details you never say that to anyone at the same time but like Absolutely, at the, yeah. but at the same time it's like it, it was this like a like a one incident like that happened in his entire life but everywhere else he was just like a nice person 
It's like, yeah, I mean, like the police had to the, break them up, didn't they? Like him and his yeah, yeah. hotel. Yeah, yeah, really. And then just yeah. how he's backtracked on the whole Djokovic thing. I mean, this is the guy who went after Djokovic day in and day out, and day in yeah. and day out the last three it's years. Like, yeah. Why do you do this, now, dude? Now he's backflipped. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think it's so much of that comes down to what can I say that's going to get me the most headlines? So obviously, exactly. He likes being like this polarizing guy. Yeah, he attacks Djokovic when Djokovic is world number one and is winning majors and is, you know, like Dominic. And he attacks Djokovic, obviously. He takes a dig at and then, and then <laughs> root for no reason. Thing, when it becomes a controversial yeah. thing, to you know, he decides to be uncontroversial. Yeah. He does that because yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like I used to be, I used to be like I, I, I wrote like like some of my first few blog posts mm-hmm. about regarding tennis were about Nick Kyrgios and more about yeah because I was I was a huge huge fan of him. I, I really, oh yeah, I, I was the same Scott. Totally loved him. I really, really, really I loved him when, when he broke through in Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah, when he broke through in Wimbledon, he was crazy, crazy to watch. Like, and he, he, I don't know, I thought, I thought he had, like, he was really, really cool. And like, but I, I just, I think part of me, like, part of me is still like, you know, uh, like, oh, you know, it's just like, but like, I, there also, I think there's just comes a point where like his whole kind of like, like he just hasn't changed, like he hasn't changed at all, and he's yeah. what now like what like twenty seven or twenty eight, and you're like. You can't be acting like you're a 21, like like 1918, like even like 20 year old guy when you're like 27, 28, 29. Do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. it doesn't have the same like you 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 don't you don't get off with saying some of the stuff that you're saying now because yeah. you know, like you're touching right. 30 almost. Like do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, he, he said he said literally get a life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he, he said on a podcast that he was better than Serena when they were playing doubles, and it's like, no, you were born which, with biological characteristics that allow you to hit harder. Like that's not, which, yeah. Which, which again, which again is something that like if if you know what if he said it like eight like nineteen twenty years old, you're like right, he's such an idiot, but right? Like, like, whatever, he, yeah. But like now he's like yeah, as I say, like twenty twenty eight years old or whatever age he is, like it's just like it just it just gets I I for me personally, I just grew super tired of it when i realized that he was a permanent frat boy, frat boy. <laughs> like, yeah, him yeah. And <laughs> permanent frat boys yeah. of the ATP. and it's just like when sorry like when like wh- when are you guys gonna like and this is me saying this i'm like one of like the most immature like 28 year olds out there i think but like it was yeah. it just gets to the point where i'm like okay like w- when does this act end like when does the curtain come down are they going to be like 32 33 34 like still doing this like yeah i mean fine, he I guess, would be definitely yeah i mean yeah. fine i guess but like it just becomes a bit creepy after a while like do you know what yeah. i mean like it yeah. just mm-hmm. doesn't it, doesn't it's just, it just looks like a person is like stubborn to realize that like the world has moved on from that but he still yeah. thinks like it, it means something and at this point it's it's controversial, but it's mostly just like really tiring and annoying. It's just like it's like eye rolling every time you see some stuff like this. It's like, yeah, dude, yeah. like, come on, like the joke is over. It's like it's not funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. and this is me saying this who like defends Djokovic, like, yeah. and then like, he goes in like, the press conference and then he, he says like he you know he, oh he got God, like the yeah. most fan support and like he's yes. like like he's like I spoke to Barty's dad and even he was like you know. And then you see yeah. the viewing numbers and you're like, oh yeah, like twenty percent of the population of Australia tuned in to watch Ash Barty achieve history. Mm. Well, there were a few fans of yours who, you know, came and watched doubles and like, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah. I think that's the part that that bugs me a bit, Andre, because like he um like I totally agree with what you said, but aside from the fact that like I don't think people have moved on, like I think they should, but like 
when you know when he won the doubles twitter just explodes and everyone's like can can you believe it like this is crazy and they're um and he's still being marketed like he does things no one else can do and it's like it's time to move on other people can hit flashy shots and they behave like a normal adult should behave like he's not Mm. tennis will be fine without the things that he offers like and i wish people would believe that because I think a lot of people are dwelling on him, hoping yeah. for him to be something. Like, even even, even Benoit Pair has behaved better than him at some point uh, last year. Sort of comes to wow. <laughs> player who sort of comes to my mind when you say, like, moved on, like, who's not really a replacement, but, like, you know, just somebody who could, you could sort of see in that same way as, like, Francis Tiafo. He's, yeah. he's so much more, you know, yeah. you know, like, we yeah. all love him, right? So, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he hits, like, flashy shots, and he does. He, he's he's just outgoing, but he's... You know, but like he's, he's not he's an asshole. Nice I think yeah. is what you're looking yeah. to say. It's like, <laughs> it's like he's he, he's what the tennis the tennis world needs once Monfils retire. Like seriously, like yeah, yeah. I'm glad we have Tiafo to take up take yeah. on the the role of the guy who everybody just loves to watch and just always yeah. puts on a n- nice show. Yeah. yeah. And speaking yes. of Monfils, I mean, I thought his Australian Open run was heartwarming, but it also kind of hurt because when he started to go deep, I think a few people were like imagine if he wins this and I was like no because it's never gonna happen like he's I like I'm sorry I love the guy he's great but he can't do it he doesn't have the endurance and so when he lost to Berrettini in that way I was like I wish I could say like I'm surprised but like no this is exactly the kind of match he loses he's stunning like flashy Mm -hmm. does some amazing things but in the end just doesn't have enough to get over the line um right I felt like a lot of people kind of allowed themselves to forget that for a second. Um, I I was guilty of that. I was totally like, "Oh my god, he's going he's going to at least to get to the semi-finals, at least." Yeah. And then really obviously got, I forgot really who he was because going to play against. He got the straight sets every round, and like yeah. you know, Djokovic wasn't there, and you were like, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe just yeah, once, yeah. please, just yeah. once, you know, and then. And- and yeah, he, hit, he said in actually, press that he thinks he can do it. Um, which, well, that's why that that's the only person who needs to believe it. That's yeah, yeah. It, it is. It. But it, I mean, as a cynical tennis analyst, I'm I'm air quoting here for people who are listening. Um, it kind of broke my heart because, like, I I don't think he can. Like, I don't think yeah. 99% of the people who believe that say they can. Like, I I I, yeah. I agree. I was, I was gonna say like, uh, yeah, like I I'm I'm happy that he believes. But yeah. I'm not entirely sure I'm convinced. Like, I'll, I'll let him have that. So it's just like when somebody tells him, like, I really believe I can do this. And like, I'm right beside him, I like, okay, like, I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to let this right. go. No, I, I mean, I, <laughs> what I think what happens, I'm saying is, like, I, I would almost prefer it if he didn't believe. Because, like, I feel like he's just going to be disappointed. Going to be heartbroken, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want that for him. Like, I want him to be happy with what he's achieved. And I feel yeah. like if, if that is his goal, like, I'm... I would bet a lot of money that it's not going to happen. Um, and so I want, like, I don't want him to be sad, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. He's such a babe of a man. He's a babe I, of a man. I see. So what we're saying, mm-hmm. he's going to win the French Open, right? Yeah, that's what we're saying. I, I, <laughs> I, would, I would love that. But, yeah, but if, if you were to, you, you know what? You know, it's crazy. If if um, if Guillermo Fils wins the French Open, like, just putting it out there in the world, he's going to be um, the only other Frenchmen to win the French Open. Since oh, I guess. 
Cisnete and both of them were black. Like, how big of a statement wouldn't that be, like, for uh, for friends? Like, like, amazing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And um, it would also be the loudest a crowd would have ever been. Probably. The I think it would be, thing. if Australia was bad at times, I think France would be absolutely ridiculous. His opponent would never take to the court again. As much as, as, much as you know, I think we're all maybe kind of in agreement that, like, it's not going to happen. I need game one fees to win a grand slam. <laughs> I need it to happen. Like if I don't, I I just beating Novak. I think that would be good. <laughs> you know what? I, I think I think I'll get by if if Monfils wins um Paris Bercy. I think I think I'll be pretty happy about it. <laughs> I need a slam, Andre. I need a slam win for him. Speaking He's of not, speaking not of someone speaking of someone else that we need a slam for. Yeah. Andy Murray. Andy Murray is going to play tennis this week. <laughs> Andy Murray is going to play tennis. Like this and week. someone, speaking of someone else who believes has got more titles than him, Andy Murray's going to play tennis this week. Yes. <laughs> Didn't you say his goal was what fifty titles? He's at he just got 50, 20, 40, 40, 46. ATP wins. He's at forty-six right now. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred. Oh yeah, seven hundred is is perfectly in reach. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was that your way of segueing? Sorry. Yes, it was. Yes, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I mean, what what time are we at? It's just like an hour. Like we've been Peter's... going for quite a while, and Peter is Peter's actually Peter's starting Peter's to like pack his bags. I, I saw him reach over for his car keys there. So you know, if we can, um, before we segue to Andy Murray and uh, that other stuff, yeah. to stay on the Australian Open real quick, um, but still with Andy Murray. Um, so Dylan Alcott. In his press, oh, yeah. like he had, I think it was like a 17 minute long presser, which was great for his retirement, you know, kind of capstone of his career. Um, but Andy messaged him. And so uh, Dylan said, I hope he doesn't mind this, but Andy Murray just messaged me. And he said, I don't know if I've articulated that well, but you're an absolute rock star and inspiration. Thanks for everything that you've done. And it was just very emotional, so great. wasn't it? How, yeah, how Dylan, Dylan just responded, just like, I mean, it, just getting that recognition. Um, and uh, Dylan, um, at the end of his uh, last uh, match, um, he was like, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I didn't need to win today to realize that. I'm still the luckiest person that I've ever met. I'm the luckiest guy in this country, if not the luckiest guy in the world to live the life that I live. And the thing is, of course, with his disability and all, he said um, that he hated himself when he was younger. And it was just so beautiful how he's the Australian of the year and he's had the career that he's had, winning the calendar year Golden Slam last year and just an amazing guy. So truly spoken about Andy if you want to move on from that after go ahead but yeah it's just no yeah I think um I was watching a little bit more of um by virtue of like being a little bit more involved like in tennis like I started like checking out like other competitions as well other than just like the the main headlines like singles um mm-hmm. but like I, I checked out like Dylan's like accomplishment which was also um I forget um the other person like in the in the wheelchairs women's also did the golden singles last year mm-hmm. um and man it's just I look at these people and it's it's just ridiculous how much 
how inspiring they are seriously and i i watched one of those matches and i'm like uh, just like on youtube i didn't get to watch this obviously live it's a little bit harder to find but like it's just it's impressive like the level of game yeah. is just completely different it's like watching a totally different sport and you're watching this is like this this is great this is like this is really fun and it's like you can definitely see how much they're struggling how much they're like moving and i also a few a few um youtube lessons as well like sometimes they appear on um um on the commercials as well like on the live streams and it's like man it's it's a technique that if you put me in a wheelchair i think i'll probably fall <laughs> fall over yes, like yeah. I, i'll be there'll be no way i could move that way the absolutely mm -hmm. no way i could it's it's just yeah. incredible seriously and, yeah, yeah it's it's ridiculous yeah. i mean I, i've not i've not watched heaps of it myself but i have watched a bit of wheelchair yeah. tennis and it's just it's absolutely mind-blowing yeah, yeah totally but, different sport, but I, yeah. I can't even i can't even hit a ball back over an eight standing on oh, two no. feet <laughs> no no so no. you know no i watched no. the highlights of his final it was sad that he lost the second set six love yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, what I always remember is him chugging a beer at the U.S. Open. Oh yeah, <laughs> icon. <laughs> icon. I, know. I, can, love, can, I love that from Van. Can, can, I, can I just achieved, say that um achieved it all in tennis? Van just like I really like yeah. when he drank that beer. <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna say it's that, that the U.S. Open trophy is a little bit disappointing, like for 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 uh for quad singles. It's like, like, a, like, yeah, it's like a tiny little cup. It's, it's a small thing. Yeah. Oh my god. They need to do better with the trophies and uh, Dylan <laughs> was saying that he doesn't get paid as much. Um I think he even said like the first round opponents uh excuse me the uh people that lose in the first round um they get more than what he gets in the final. And I was <laughs> shocked at that. Oh. Yeah, that's got to get fixed. That's yeah. Yeah. That's not great at all. That's not great at all. I think yeah, yeah, that definitely needs to be improved upon. Hopefully, I mean, maybe maybe Dylan will go on to, uh, you know, work behind the scenes. Hopefully, maybe like improve, improve. Yeah, let's wait and see. Um, go go watch more wheelchair tennis. I think I need to do that. I need to watch more. <laughs> I need to do more uh, of that. So go watch more if you have time. Um, Andy, this week is playing tennis. Oh he's playing hi, he's playing a tournament. Oh hello. <laughs> yeah, so we've we've just been joined by Freddie, who's got oh, up outside at eleven at eleven p.m. You come and see. You saying hi, Fred? You can say hi. Oh, he's been shy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, Freddie. I remember hello? when I would do that around adults. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Uh, to be honest, it wasn't that long for you, huh? When I'm not gonna lie. I still, I still over back there sometimes. I, I just, I just, I just want to clarify that I too, I too wish I could come on and just not look at you guys. <laughs> How old is he? He's five. Oh, and you, but oh. you're, you're a little bit of six, aren't you? A little bit. Oh. A little bit of six. He, he likes oh. to say that he's a little bit of six because he'll be six <laughs> this year. That's ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's a, that's a nice phrase. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's but he's not he's not playing ball. He's not. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Freddie, Fred, Freddie, Freddie, you can join in if you want. Like, yeah. You can... do, do you like Andy Murray? Yeah. Does Freddie, he like, do like, like Freddie like Andy? Freddie, do you like Andy Murray? Mm. <laughs> but the silence is telling. Wow, Claire, 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 <laughs> Claire, Claire, Claire what's going on? 
Clearly, I'm not raising my children. He is laughing in the background here. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the impact that you've had here, but <laughs> hopefully he's just shy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Andy's playing Rotterdam. Yeah. I, I will be back. I'm going to go and put this munchkin to bed. You guys can take it. That's fair. That's fair. Nice to meet you, Freddie. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Catch you, Freddie. See you, bud. Oh, we can see him. See you, buddy. Well, that was back. the cutest thing ever. Claire will be back. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Andy. He's playing an event this week. He's playing Rotterdam. Right. Yes. So, me, Peter, and Claire obviously think he's going to win the event. Um, Owen, Vanch, uh, Andre, like what? Like what? What? What are your thoughts? Do you think he's going to win the event? Yeah, we accept yes as an answer. Um, my who, hope is who, that he wins am... one match, convinces, and does it not in three hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah we're, we're <laughs> inefficiently. Be, before I talk about Andy Murray, you, uh, Scott, you mentioned Jeff Bezos, <laughs> and uh, if you guys have seen online, Jeff Bezos bought like this uh, five hundred million dollar yacht. And um, he is moving a bridge. He's dismantling a bridge in Rotterdam to move that yacht out of it. So that's the like, connection between Andy Murray was, and uh, Jeff Bezos what, today. I was going to ask what the connection was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I was going to make a joke about him going sailing with Rafa and bonding over NFTs, but that's dismantling a bridge. Yeah, it's temporarily, there is a little bit of a clickbaiting in the news, but at the same time, it's like, holy crap, yeah. it's because the boat is way too big to pass down, to pass below it, so it's like... <laughs> you know, if Jeff just wanted to live in space, I think I would be okay with that. Yeah, I, I think I would be. I think yeah. I would find that. Would not be opposed. Yeah. Um, okay, so Andy Murray, Andy Murray. in Rotterdam. <laughs> um, who else is playing? Because I've been trying to get a credential for Dallas uh virtually quite, so I haven't quite, quite a few he's got um he's got Bublik in the first round telling oh, tough. that's gonna be tough if you get through Bublik he's got a uh, he's got your boy uh Andre Felix uh, he's got Felix in the second round uh, or a qualifier but yeah Felix is Felix yeah, playing Felix, in come on come yes. on uh, uh, I thought Felix had withdrawn from it yeah I thought he had withdrawn from uh, from Rotterdam. No. I don't oh, think really? So. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think he's playing, right? Unless that's yeah. happened very recently. Like, yeah, sorry. I'm just looking at the draw right now. And yeah. 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 He hasn't Still, get the draw. Get the draw, mm-hmm. Peter. You're on this. You're I think um, I, if that is his draw, I don't I don't think he's on it. I think he loses to Bublik. But yeah, he's, he's the thing. Think he loses I... to Bublik. <laughs> Well, yeah. the thing about Bublik is that he's, he's oh, in the final. Oh, you think he's in the first round? Don't do this to us. Bublik is in I'm the sorry. final of Montpellier. Oh. And we talk about Player. Felix being over eight yeah. in finals, but Bublik is over four in finals. And tomorrow he's playing Mr. You know, I'm the big three in the final. Yeah, he's now. <laughs> the big 011? <laughs> yeah, that guy. And so now, so we'll see how he responds to that and then how he bounces back and then he's facing Andy. First round. Yeah, yeah. Huh. like Claire, Claire, can we just can we just Claire? Owen just said that Andy was gonna lose to Bublik in the first round. Depends. <laughs> I mean he's that's the same face you made when you look before. at the Vavrinka thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree horror. with that at all. <laughs> at all? It's no. fair, it's fair. Um what do you think, Peter? Okay, the odds makers have <laughs> Andy as a favorite, but I don't yeah. know how I think yeah. 
he beat him in three sets of uh, a five set match at Wimbledon in 2017. He'll be fine. Yeah. It was, <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, fair enough. That's that's mm-hmm. that's confident. That's I, when I think... he had. I mean, that's remember that's when he had like a crushed hip. Yeah. Okay. I would say I don't trust Bublik to put together a consistent performance with like yeah. maintaining his focus for longer than 30 minutes. Like, yeah. I don't trust Bublik to be mature enough so, to do that. You're right, right. Ben. Actually, yeah. <laughs> and he can actually make it a slugfest in this one. Guys, I think he actually guys, might you know, you know who does have faith that Bublik can do that? Owen. Owen just said he did. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> look, Bublik has a really good serve, and Andy's return isn't what it used to be. And Bublik's ranked right. much higher. I so I don't know. I just yeah. Owen unfortunately will not be returning. To yeah, I was just about to say y'all opened up a coffee account for popcorn tennis. <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna say that. So if I can only donate to Scott and not <laughs> Owen, well, well, funny thing, Peter, is you're like not that. the first one who's such. <laughs> really. You really. Can, you can form a club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're um. You can form a club. <laughs> You can oh, you can be in that club with with one of your favorite people. Um, <laughs> so, my favorite people. You can, you can work it out. His name rhymes with savvy, and he's <laughs> yeah, r- rhymes with savvy B. Um, oh my lord! Um, so, anyways, I I think that if 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 Murray can win like two matches in street sets, I will start believing more that he is going to win like more titles, like. But he cannot keep going like two hours and a half, three hours in the first round and the second round. Like no. it's, yeah. he, he needs, he, he needs like that. a solid, like two, two matches in which his level is like consistent, consistently higher than his opponents. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't even have to be consistently high, just higher than his opponents. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I don't want to continue being a downer, but I've, I've kind of find it, found it tough to watch him recently because I feel like I, I agree with you, Andre. I think he needs to be, uh, win more efficiently. I think to do that, he needs to be more aggressive. Like we know he has a heavy forehand, but sometimes he's not aggressive with it and that he can hit his backhands down the line, but he doesn't always. And I think I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's not going to happen because he needs to fight the part of himself that didn't do that for such a long time. Um, and just going Guys, thinks who so invited this guy? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I mean, I think when we, we were all the audacity. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. but but when we were watching him all play um Buzzlewashvili in the first round and like he was beating him but he was kind of doing it by just doing all the running um yeah and even though he could win like that it didn't feel like it was the right thing for him to be doing and I feel like he knows that but he can't I think force himself to do yeah. anything else I do think we have to say though it's Buzzlewashvili like the guy can play you know, one set like a top five player, and then you can play one yeah. set like a, a very good club player. Let's let's say, <laughs> so yeah. like, so like it's kind of hard to find rhythm with yeah. someone like that. I, I guess it's gonna be hard against Bublik too to find rhythm because the guy is so you know up and down, hot goal. Such a yeah. shot maker. I was yeah. just like, about to say Bublik can play like a club player too. So right, that's true. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Underarm serve. But he's yeah. he's got a big serve, and that that's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's when it's when you see Andy like running back and forth across the court, and then like the racket's just down by his side, and he's one hand on his knee, and he's bent over, and you're like, mate, you've got like three more hours of this to go. So you <laughs> right. pull yourself together. It doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Hit trick shots and yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, and 
you know, Murray is like, you, you think you're going to do that? Like, Kyrgios tried that against me like six times and it didn't right. really quite work. So, you know, let's see what you got, Alexander. Right. I'm yeah. going to put it on record right here, right? And somebody should write an article about this. I wonder, I wonder if somebody will. But Andy <laughs> should rehire Ivan Lendl. Right? Oh. Andy mm. should hire, rehire Ivan Lendl as his coach for one final go at this. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Because let me let, let me let me let me let me combat, and I will have you know there might be an article coming on this. Who knows? Uh, popcorn tennis, you should check it out, listeners. Um, I know, I know, there's people out there who are like you know, uh, Lendl drove him into the ground through his training. That was part of his injury. Yeah, yeah, I know. Lendl that. also won him three slams. Lendl, yeah, but the, the, the thing is, like, yeah, it may be true that like the the, the training ran him into the ground, like. And I, I'm, not, I'm not like I'm not I'm not saying that there wouldn't have to be enormous compromise on both sides of this. Like you know, I'm not saying that like you know, Lendl's going to come in and be coaching a young you know like a you know mid career Andy Murray. Like he's going to be coaching a very different Andy Murray, but it'll be a huge challenge for both of them. And I think that Lendl would be a perfect kind of person to come in and be like, this is a totally different version of Andy Murray. I'm now coaching. You know, I've probably got him for about a year and a half at most, or maybe two years of his career. Like let's just see what I can magic out of this, right? Let's see what I can do. And I just I just think it would be worth a shot in the dark at this point. Like, why not? Like, oh, Lando, you up for it just two years, like, three, you know, maybe three years if, if results go well, but like, let's see what we got, right? Let's let's see if we can do this. Because I just, I, I just think like Lando, you know, went, coached Andy for, uh, you know, the equivalent of about three years of his career, won slams with him. Um, and like you know, then went and coached he who shall not be named on the ATP tour and had very vague success with him. And then hasn't really coached anyone since, as far as I know. Like, he hasn't really done anything and he's kind of like set back. I'm just saying, like, it makes sense. He's probably traumatized. Everyone prefers third chapter over job. two, everyone wants a third chapter of a trilogy to see what happens, right? Yeah, is- especially, is especially, <laughs> especially when the second was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, the second year was like, let's, let's get this done. Let's get this yeah. done. I'm just making a case for it. Is it Scott, I, I do want to ask, do you think um the fact that Andy's body is so different now could throw a wrench into that? Um, um so yeah, so so my my my, my case is there would be, need to be enormous compromise in this. Uh, Lando could not come in and coach Andy the same way that he coached him like back in 2016 or back in 2013. There would need to be a huge game plan, there would need to be a huge different but like Lendo was never coming along and reinventing the wheel with Andy. That's the thing. Like he was always coming along and like helping him like feel confident to hit big shots when it mattered. And that's what Andy needs to do now is hit big shots. So like if Lendo comes along and is like, right, you know, you need to play aggressive attacking tennis again. And I think Andy can still play aggressive attacking tennis. And I think that's what he needs to do on a consistent basis, like to start like, you know, really kind of pushing through like these opening few matches and maybe win some titles. Yeah. Like, like if Lendl's sitting in his box, like having that presence in his box, like will help him do that. Like fine, I just think like Lendl could not come along and be like, let's do that Florida training three week block that we do every like every winter. Like we yeah, obviously he can't. He cannot coach Andy Murray in the same way. But I don't think like so much of Ivan Lendl's success with Andy. I think was because he was Ivan Lendl. Like does that make sense? Like yeah, Ivan Lendl was right. in, sitting yeah. in his box, believing that he could win you know major titles and yeah. that is what andy needed like what's right. what do you what do you think about stefan edward for andy murray hiring andy uh, with, with uh with andy um 
Because like, sp- like he's what he's what Edberg and Anacon have tried to do when Federer like had his lump like back in like 10, 11. It's like they try to like make Federer hit bigger shots and attack the net more, which is mm. both things that we know Andy Murray are really good at. Yeah. Um, do you think that Edberg could make Andy Murray change his tactics a little bit more to like force a little bit the issue? Maybe, yeah. Attack yeah, the net yeah. a bit more. Yeah. I think that could happen. I, 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 I totally I would just like to see Andy make a statement, a statement with his coach. Uh, you know, he's recently said yes to get, um, you know, uh, to, like he's recently like got Danny Valverde back, one of his friends, like he's, you know, getting close to him. Uh, you know, he went through obviously with Delgado for a while. And these guys are great. These guys are fantastic guys who've obviously helped Andy quite a bit. But I just think Andy needs like a big statement, like, hiring of a coach to kind of like really yeah. I kind of have a question even Lendl because Lendl's had success in the past maybe that's not yeah. the right answer but like yeah maybe somebody like Edberg better I don't know yeah. what's your question about you know the thing is like obviously we know also Andy has a new racket now and like he's playing with a bigger head size mm-hmm. just kind of like what Federer did at the end of 2013 going into the 2014 season I'm just curious you know like does Andy like buy into the whole thing that he should you know, like shorten points, like attack more, yeah, I don't play know. more, because I feel like, you know, maybe he thinks like he knows that he should be doing that. And he should be like, you know, being more efficient and building up these points like quicker. But like, you know, maybe he just thinks it'll just end up extending matches more because he just doesn't quite believe in it enough to the point, like because he's made a whole career on just mm-hmm. playing this way and, yeah. you know, counterattacking and you know, I, think, big, I think there's a case. I think there's a case to be made from that. Yeah. You might just uh, be stuck in two minds between yeah. like controlled aggression and mm-hmm. like, uh, which, which is something that I think Owen was kind of alluding to in the sense that, like, you know, um, you know, yeah, like he, he's kind of stuck in his kind of ways a wee bit, and that's and that's kind of what I think that, like, you know, he that's why he needs like somebody to come along, like a big statement. Like, mm-hmm. I think somebody who he's familiar with is good, but like, I don't know, I, I just. As much as I love Danny Valverde, and I think he's great, I, do, I just don't think don't see Danny Valverde coming in and like, you know, making a huge, huge change. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe, I, I'm wrong. maybe I'm I, wrong. I don't know. Maybe he'll win the event next week and prove us all wrong. But like, no, yeah, I, I'll I, win I Indian Wells when I'm there. Yeah, that's right. Exactly <laughs> I would well. love that. Yeah, that would be amazing. Another gift. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I think um, I, I feel like everyone knows what the problem is. Like, I think it's very obvious that he needs to win more efficiently. I think he knows it. I think his current coaches know it. I just think yeah. the issue is like changing something in his software to allow mm-hmm. him to be more aggressive. Cause like you said, Scott, he's been so like and Vonch as well, he's been so set in being this type of player for such a long time. I think as a spectator and a fan, it's a really nice idea that he can just like flick a switch and change. But I think as a player who's been playing a certain way for like a decade, a decade and a half, I think it's much, much more complicated than that. Um yep. and so I kind of agree that a radical change is gonna be necessary. Um to yes. kind of get him to make that shift. So I, I'd be for is, a seven editor. Whoever can help shift that mindset. third chapter is what you're saying. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly, Scott. You um, you really get me. Yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah. Um, so what, what the vibes we're given is Andy's going to win the title. Great. Uh, so <laughs> Peter's, that was a productive uh, segment. Peter's going to go to Dallas. Um, and you know what? Let's just be honest with our listeners. Like, um. Peter, like Peter, like this is your Zoom call, Peter. So you know, are <laughs> you leaving? Um. So um, 
Uh, got to uh, go see uh, some of my friends at the Dallas Open. Yeah, who are you so, going to see there? Peter, who are you going to see there? He's going to well, go I mean, have a good chat with John Isner. Yeah, there's hey, John Isner, who friend, John I've met before, and you yep. had a nice chat. Um, and so, yeah, just a few you're, others that really good friends are very you. interesting. A lot of Americans in the draw. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're really, really excited to see. Um, so... Right. Uh, this has been a messy episode of Murray Amazing. I don't know if people can tell. Um, I mean, my child walks in. Like, that's left 11 like o'clock, half an hour. 11 Andre, o'clock on a Saturday night. Andre's high on his uh, vaccine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm half asleep. Right we here, said yeah. that before it started, Scott. People don't know what that means. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, sorry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Andre's like, got his, his, is that your booster? Is that your booster, Andre, that you've got? Is that right? Sorry. That's the what? Have you got your booster? Is that what it was? Your your third your third jab or fourth jab? Yeah, I had um I had my 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 booster shot yesterday, yeah. and I woke up yeah. like 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 shit t- today. So, um, I had I had a couple of Tylenols, I had a couple of Tylenols, but the effect is wearing off, and I'm just I'm, kind of. I'm just really glad to know that we've had such a, like you know positive impact, Andre. Like we're, like our presence here has made you feel so much better, right? Right? Yeah, right? for sure. Right? <laughs> Andre's face is giving no, uh, but never mind. That's <laughs> that's all right. It's um, just a tired face. Yeah, yeah it's um, that's all. That's it's just that my body weighs like t- twice as much, like for my my energy right now. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Well, on on a more on a more serious note, we we, we do we do need to wrap up because Peter does need to head on out. And um, yeah. so, tennis and bagels, boys. Thank you so much for for swinging by my amazing HQ again. We'll definitely have you on again very very soon or we'll it's been we'll a pop pleasure over. as always we'll pop apart, over from Owen, apart from Owen apart from Owen's negativity I, I, yeah. I, I'm genuinely sorry I don't think I need to needed to be that for you guys I hope he does well really we're gonna we're gonna have a, an internal tennis and bagels meeting afterwards well yeah we will be we'll be <laughs> a disciplinary we'll be meeting <laughs> we'll be having words with um, he interrupted yeah. my my introduction to this episode and you know it just brought us down a wee bit then but that's okay Owen don't worry, we'll uh, we'll have some words. Um, but no, thanks. Uh, thank you. You took it upon for... yourself to call me out yeah. for laughing. I didn't know. Owen, 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 Owen. That's that's enough now. Uh, so, so... <laughs> just not gonna talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> on a more serious note, thank you, gents, for swinging on by. Uh, uh, next episode of Murray Music is probably next weekend. I would imagine, potentially, possibly, perhaps. Uh, we'll be celebrating Andy's title victory. And uh, me, Peter, and Claire. We'll get um, we'll get the alcohol in. We'll get the party started. We'll you know get set. Feel like I feel like we do that regardless. Yeah, yeah we do. We do kind of do that. <laughs> we we'll we'll get the alcohol in. <laughs> well, we'll we'll do that anyway. We'll do that anyway. Uh, <laughs> right. On that note, that right. thank you that note. so much for <laughs> listening, y'all. It's yes. been such a pleasure. Uh, I've been Peter. Uh-huh. There's Claire and Scott. Uh-huh. And our tennis and bagel boys, Owen, uh-huh. Bench, and Andre. Thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Andy Murray, and you've been listening to the Murray Musings podcast. Mm-hmm.